Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the life starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. I'm the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik, and today it is my pleasure and a privilege to welcome Connie Wang. Hi, Connie. Hi, Mike. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Connie is a close friend. Uh, she is a sister from the Collective Genius Mastermind. Uh, we've been friends for a number of years, and we've invested into many deals, and we've built great friendship. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, Connie, you live in Austin, Texas. Could you tell us a little bit about, first of all, you, your family, as I like to put, about my family. I'm married with four monkeys and a cat. Uh, four <laughs> kids and a cat. How would you uh, characterize your family? Um, I live in Austin uh, about 20 years already. And I'm married uh, with two kids, one boy, one girl. Um, that's it. No, no, no cats, no, no dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and just tell a little bit about you. You are uh, your real estate fund manager. You manage U Fund. You have a lot of one-off deals. You manage a real estate portfolio in, in Austin. Just talk a little bit about what you do and what you invest in. Um, sure. I think mainly um, it's about the real estate investment. So anything I would consider worth to invest, I would invest. So it's not like one form of just how to uh, invest on um, certain type of deals. That's why I have a fund uh, which uh, combine equity project and a debt project. And uh, then I do individual project as well because those projects are m much bigger um so i'll do syndication and also i'll do um even single family house building single family house as long as i find a value in the land or um i have way to add value that makes a lot of sense so you're, you're an opportunistic investor uh you you have your eyes open and your ears open and you're listening to um where the opportunities are uh, but let's talk a little bit about Austin. So um, Austin would appear to be a massive growth market right now. The, the latest news I heard, and uh, again, this is recent, and there have been a lot of uh, previous news, that Tesla is moving corporate headquarters from California to Austin. And many other big companies, I think like Coracle, have already made the move. So why Austin? What's so special about Austin? Why uh, people are moving into Austin? I've been living in Austin 20 years. So I can literally every year can even feel how many people are move, moving in daily. I believe right now the statistic is about uh, close to 200 people per day. Uh, the the thing is, uh, Austin is uh, Texas capital, right? It, it's only one uh, one third of the size of Houston, but the people, uh, if we say Metro Austin is 2.5 million. Um, I heard a one report saying every 20 years, Austin double the size. But I, I mean, Austin has, since I moved in like 20 years ago, Austin has always been named uh, um, 
top 10, one of the top 10 best living city, mainly because the life balance, because the um, it's a Silicon Hill, right? That's been called like more than 20 years, Silicon Hill. But in recent 10 years, it become growing crazy. I mean, even should be recent two or three years, even, even get crazier. <laughs> we can sense every day how traffic hit us on, on, on the highway. So um, you mentioned the Tesla. Yeah, Tesla is definitely a big news this year. But uh, Oracle headquarters move here too. And uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, AT&T, HP, um, you name it, all the big IT companies seems like they have to have a presence in Austin. And now it's getting bigger and bigger so like mo like apple has been in austin long time but recently they invested over a billion um build uh, like fifteen thousand jobs um site they are growing it just it just said the beginning so all the people are looking at the potential for the next 20 years because they just said the beginning the site is not even up yet but that's a long-term plan. So that's why how many people, and also see Tesla announced the uh, biggest um, gigafactory um, built in Austin, right? That's like 2,100 uh, 2, acre acquisition. And recently he bought another close to 400 acre again. And then all the facilitated companies, all the upper chain, lower chain, you know, all moved surrounding areas. So that's just a trend and people all see the trend. It's like, um, I remember when I was working in uh, Visa long, long time ago, before I do an investment, um, the CEO had us, because uh, when, when Austin site opened the first day I was there so when the CEO came to t uh, tell us why they chose Austin I still remember he said he said uh, we checked the several years for all the cities compared to like it's not it's not like Austin you can find the, the lowest cost of land or labor no it's not like that it's talents I think that's the threshold and he mentioned Austin is the easiest among all, like other than Silicon Valley, right? Is the easiest we can find a thousand high tech people within a short period of time. If you give me going anywhere, even the land, the policy very favor us, we cannot construct a team so quickly. So that hit me pretty darn hard, but that was like, 15 like a long time ago so you imagine over this many years how much tech company it's like a snowball at the beginning people start trying and then you have a big company present in austin then you attract the talents over and talents track the company over company track talents over so it's like a win-win it's getting snowball and at a certain point it just people and also Austin is very small. Like I'm I'm getting spoiled in Austin. I don't like going anywhere. Because Austin, you cross the whole town in 30 minutes. So I live anywhere, five minutes to go to Costco. So 10 minutes, I, I'm walking distance to my office. So people get used to that. And Austin has that mountain view, skyline view, and it's a uh, I think it's uh it's called um, music. 
capital of music, uh, uh, capital of the world for music town. I, I, I don't know what it's named. It's number one. So it has a lot of entertainment and a small town and it has the mountain river, Colorado River, Travis Lake. So it's really you can combine the views, the mountain, the beautiful entertainment while it's high tech and close to work so that it's life balance plus texas is the red estate right <laughs> so it it gives a lot of uh, incentive for company moving over like tax benefit and a lot of uh, policies um i think anybody um, being a landlord knows how great being a landlord in texas because it's easy to evict a lot of policies just just favor landlord way more in than in california and the texas does not have state tax i know uh, in past two years after covid i think a lot of people moving to texas from california because people working from home for example youtuber right <laughs> those people are making so much money and the problem is, why do I have to stay in California? I'm paying 13 plus a percent of income tax. So while in Texas, I pay zero. I can't work anywhere. Why do I have to stay paying so much tax? So that's a lot of reason people start moving in, but it's a snowball. At a certain point, it's just getting win-win. Like all the facilities and all the companies tech. Now it's like all the best, biggest company. You can find a multiple present in austin north south east so i, I think only gonna get better that's why recent there are so many industrial parks being um in the pipeline building huge tech parks company parks um it's just crazy amount of money invested in surrounding austin because austin central has been becoming too tight so people are looking for surrounding yeah, that's, I guess I covered myself. So. <laughs> oh, no, you, you did great, Connie. You covered uh, so many great points uh, from a very friendly business environment to the quality of life. Oh, another thing I think that people usually do not mention, I think it's definitely worth mentioning because Texas is a red state, but Austin, uh, most of the people vote Democrats. That's a, not a news. Everybody knows Austin is pretty. Democratic. Well, the California the, Democrats who moved over to Austin, right? <laughs> yes. But why why do I say that? Austin has the most rigid um on permitting. So then you know, just like California, New York, where you have uh, uh, more permitting, usually the land is more expensive because it's harder to get a permit. It's harder to uh, more costly to build um uh, uh, real estate, right? So you can see the real estate growth and real estate price among whole Texas, Austin always has been the number one. If you go to Houston, because you can use the land for whatever, there's no not much uh, permitting, you have enough land, you can do whatever. So the price is not, I mean, the growing speed is not even nearly as Austin. Austin's just too hard. Like a big at in, in like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you had like you have the permitting for the height even in downtown, you cannot go over capital height. So they have a lot of restrictions you can build. But that actually pumped up the price even higher. Yeah. The the, the point is um 
is very well understood uh, that real estate prices do follow the business development and uh, migration of people. And you're absolutely right. Um, it's uh, it's both it's the chicken and the egg effect. If the technology companies come, then the employees come, and if the employees come, more companies come. Boston has absolutely reached critical mass. It's well beyond the critical mass to sort of over time it could become the Silicon Valley. Uh, what, what used to be the California Silicon Valley could now be um, Texas Silicon Valley, where all the technology companies are, are moving in, which is great for the for the city. Um, one of the side effects, which is not so good, and you mentioned this, you're going to see some traffic. You're going to see oh, more, yeah. more traffic Horrible. all the time. So, people telling me on uh, airport, I, I didn't find it. They said uh, Austin people saying, welcome to Austin, but, but please don't stay. <laughs> So fun. It's just going too crazy. For local people, I heard a lot of complaint because they feel like the traffic getting way worse, just like dramatically in a few years. Oh, Samsung. Samsung just announced the move to uh, Austin as well for their new um, chips companies. Yeah, it makes total sense. For the locals, the quality of life is unfortunately getting worse because all these newcomers are coming. And for California folks, who uh, experienced the worst traffics that I've seen in the States where six, six lanes each way is a parking lot, not moving. Austin probably feels like a breeze, relatively speaking. So it's what happens when you have a great city, great, uh, obviously, um, business climate, as well as quality of life. People migrate naturally over time. And yeah, the no state tax versus the California 13% rate is a, you know, it's a big differentiator. It's, 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 a, it's a massive incentive for people to work from anywhere and they choose to work from Austin. So that's- And especially Elon this year said Austin, like public, he said, Austin, Texas will be the biggest boomtown that America has seen in 50 years. <laughs> He's so strong supporting us. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It is happening. So- uh, congratulations being in the city and um, all your real estate investments in the city, well, not all of them, many or maybe all, uh, should do really well over time as this appreciation wave that will rise, kind of the tide will, will, will rise all boats. Uh, so now let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, just switch the subject. Um, so you're a brilliant marketer uh, to the Chinese investment community. And um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the community, how is it different? You raise capital again from a lot of Chinese investors, uh, both from China and, and local who are in the United States. So um, I'm just curious, uh, what's the difference in the mentality of a Chinese investor versus your typical American investor? And of course, there are cultural differences, but I'm just curious, uh, what's your observation? So people invest in your projects, they invest in your fund, uh, what is important to them? What, what are the most important things to Chinese investors? Um, you don't need to compare it to American investors, but your observations with Chinese investors. What do you see specific characteristics, specific strengths? And uh, it's a different thinking, a little bit different. It's a cultural difference. So just curious. Uh, yeah, I... I feel like the biggest, uh, I would say, two, two, let's say the first one, two factors. One, um, most of the people immigrant to U.S. are um, at least bachelor degree, holding bachelor 
or higher degrees. So, and the majority of them goes to either tech field, right? Te technology or um, like accounting, those type of jobs. So for upper middle class investors, they are very analytical because th they have very good math. They have mathematical thinking, analytical mindset. So they like to figure out things themselves. Instead of giving a lot of high level um, view on project, how good is it, how great return is, they wanted to double check on their own. So they even calculate every number on their own. Um, so I think that's a, that's a pretty big difference. You would uh, encounter people asking you how you get this number. This is how I calculate it. So they have the, the, on that. But those, like I said, if, if the immigrants from EB5 for um, business reason, they are not like that. They're still pretty analytical, but they're in a more higher level. So basically, we kind of... Um, trying to figure out where are those high net worth people coming from, either from tech world, they have a RSU, right, from a stock option and a high paid job, or from EB5 um, investment, from their existing investment in China, they just moved over. They are different type of uh, uh, people to invest. And uh, so, and then I think the second, I think it's uh, because they definitely have this uh, Chinese mindset, culture. In China, there are a lot of, uh, how do I say, a lot of investment as well, but it's we do not have enough regulations yet, like SEC very rigid on certain um, details, like where you can uh, raise money and for how much, for what type of deals, very detailed uh, regulations. But in China, we're growing there, growing to there, but it has not been there, has not gotten that mature yet, let's say, the system-wise. So there are some scams happening around us, to our parents, um, to our relatives. Um, they become more suspicious. So it's not easy to gain trust um, just by looking at your commercials, some advertisement, or by talking to you, it, you need a, a much longer period of time to gain the trust. Like no matter what you say, they would still feel like what I don't know behind. So building the trust, it uh, takes longer. But once you build the trust, because Chinese people still reads Chinese better. <laughs> so the thick legal documents, you don't imagine most people would read like 186 pages legal documents. So they need, they are not comfortable to sign something that thick in English, which they can do, read all of them. They prefer read Chinese, but there's no translation for every project for 186 pages translation. So at that point, they rely on trust. So they figure out the number, then they need to trust some company, some person. Once you gain the trust, um, then they follow each other. Like I invested with you and being successful, have good record. And then the people surround that person, everybody will heard about it, hear about it, and then they will go invest. So I think not a huge difference, but the warm up period will be longer. Like how, how you gain their first trust will take the longest. But after that, they 
ironically, not rely on numbers, they rely on trust. Because in US, everything you need to sign paperwork and thick documents. So that's what they need to rely on trust to sign. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective. Very interesting view. So the technical engineering uh, math backgrounds drive to a lot more scientific questions, more mathematical questions, understanding uh, how it works, not just what, <laughs> not just a black box that you're going to put the money in, it's going to generate certain cash flow and certain return, but, but how, which is a great question, or why? The question why is the most important question of them all. Explain to me why this is going to work. So um, makes total sense. And then, yeah, the, the, the trust issue is a pretty important uh, issue. And it's true everywhere. I think culturally, um, many uh, folks, that's how they go around the world until you can build the no like and trust. Yeah, we always say real estate is a relationship business. It is true. Even more, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, like even us, right? We do deals and like I seems like I never invested in a deal just purely based on the brochure. Never. I always need to have cross-reference and uh, someone done deals with them and uh, how they um, give them, uh, how they grade their professionalism and their skills level. I would be like gaining at least the 50% of confidence just from the background check, the cross-reference those. Then I'll look at the deals. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, uh, the, the way I, I like to sort of put it, and I think you you you, you have a very similar philosophy. You always start with people. Uh, you have to establish the know, like, and trust. Uh, obviously, all that includes um, abilities, communications, integrity, and everything related. But you start with people, and then after that, it's the deals themselves, and then deal level economics. Uh, mm -hmm. Almost like this, you can you can have the most pretty looking deal with a strange stranger uh, would you invest with them even if the deal looked like support superb deal and the answer is probably not if you don't know um who you're investing with at least hopefully most investors uh other than those who are just too trustworthy it sounds like chinese culture is not so bright and shiny objects and great numbers by themselves don't mean anything if you don't trust exactly them. yeah yeah because you can play numbers um, they all we all know like the IRR you 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 can move anything even just move the tax or maybe the loan um, percentage a little bit the IRR can jump easily two percent so if you move a little bit here there increase the um, estimated rent increase okay you move another two point so it just it, you can't count down all those because you can't have all the parameters how it, it leads you to the IRR today there are hundreds parameters plugged in but that that's why most of Chinese people are analytical only can understand on the surface level in my opinion it, they can never understand deeply and then they still rely on hugely on trust but when they ask those uh, uh, analytical questions they are expecting you be professional, knowledgeable enough to answer them. They can understand in a way. They can understand that you know what you're doing. Yeah, makes to total sense. It's the performance spreadsheet. The questions about all the assumptions. It's what you and I do because we are fund managers and we want to dig behind the numbers. You're absolutely right. Uh, even a quarter move um, in the cap rate can move the IRR two to three, you know, percent up or down, and then. Little bit of uh, 
movement, one of the two other variables, you can suddenly take a deal that conservative lender written for say 17, 18% and make it look like 28% return. So yeah. crazy as it sounds, but I've seen that and it, it's almost, um, and I, again, I'm just deviating a little bit. Uh, recently, I, I looked at um, a few um, operators and um, their numbers, they're, pro they're projecting returns in the 30 plus percent range uh, at the same time, you look at what they do, they take 5% asset acquisition fee. And you look at it as how good are these deals to be able to collect massive right. funds and give investors. So something doesn't always add up. Uh, when the deals look too good to be true, especially now, people have to be extra careful. I'd rather see a deal underwritten for an IRR in the high teens, but conservatively than a deal underwritten for 25, 30% with aggressive numbers because... That is a marketing ploy in essence. So uh, let's continue the conversation. So Chinese community, how do you market to a Chinese community? I know you have a substantial social media presence. I'm just curious, uh, what is this, the TikTok? <laughs> Maybe not TikTok, but how, how do the, the Chinese community have their own version of Facebook? Forgive my ignorance. I'm just yeah. curious, how does it work? Is it social media or there are some kind of other platforms? How you communicate yeah. with investors? Chinese people are using completely a different set of social media tools. That's why it's harder for the two worlds to mingle. Because uh, um, um, like we, everybody uses we, WeChat, which is like uh, WhatsApp, kind of, um, but I think a powerful. It can pretty much can down anything. The cool thing is almost 99% of Chinese people using this single app. It's not like here, some people using um, WhatsApp, some people using um, Facebook or different, everybody using that. So, um, but that's not in, not being used outside of Chinese community, Asian community, outside of Asian community a lot. So it, it, it's isolated. And uh, we also have WeChat platform People are reading all those articles and um, uh, TikTok in China is Douyin. It, it's another version of TikTok, but the, the two versions are completely separate. People don't um, view TikTok. Right? Chinese people rarely go on TikTok. They go to Chinese version TikTok. It's another app. So we have to create this um, loop, the circle for people to like a funnel, attract the investor to notice us first, and then go in from there. They were messaging us, let's say use the Chinese version of WhatsApp, right? Messaging us, and then we'll redirect them. We also use email, phone number. Those are definitely part of the communication, but within the social media, we will redirect them into like WeChat platform, WeChat groups, and messaging them and, uh, um, um, I would say different uh, age group of people viewing different social media. Like most of people in, uh, I mean, over 30 years old or maybe above 30 or 25, basically middle age to senior age or more in YouTube. But younger people um, in TikTok. So for investor, we have way more investor watching YouTube than TikTok. Yeah, which is which makes total sense. Your your typical investor avatar is not as young. They typically are established. They've had a career. They've had some success. 
So, yeah, but the thing is, uh, for people in China, but most of my investors are actually re resides in U.S. or Canada or somewhere outside of uh, mainland China. China, but they have relatives, they have friends, they have other investment. They want to transfer money from China over, but in in China, people cannot see like Dropbox, YouTube, all the Google, all those things they cannot use. That's the problem. So the, the, those like YouTube is so powerful, have so many good content. They can, they can do their own judgment, right? Based on what they learn. But the problem is they cannot even open the link. So they have a different, we have, so every time we upload something, we upload on both YouTube and on like Chinese, a BDPD. Yeah, BDBD, you know, other places in China, um, yeah, Ch in Chinese domain, they can view it. So it's different uh, way of marketing and uh, understanding what age of groups of uh, audience like go to which social media and what kind of content. Like our content is very high level. Like we'll talk about the um, macroeconomics, we'll talk about the currency, we'll talk about the um, um uh interest rate and uh fed is policy you know talk about all the macro kind of things and then we'll dive in to tell them what's the off market what the real estate investment really mean not just like buying a single family house like way more um uh, way more deep content people who has knowledge um well like us. so our, our targeted audience is like conversion rate is very high because most of people are reading our articles or hear uh, me talking on YouTube, they immediately will contact us to become our uh, investor pretty quickly. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I guess uh, he <laughs> what you're doing in Chinese, that, that it's a true in, in English or anywhere else. He or she who educates dominates. So if you educate them in uh, whatever high level of economics, economic trends, or specific projects, you build the trust by uh, by educating them, which makes total sense. Kanye, I appreciate your wisdom. Uh, as I say, uh, all good things come to an end, and so does this uh, <laughs> episode. It's been wonderful. We covered some great topics. Uh, appreciate your wisdom. Um, if anyone is interested to reach out, uh, is there a good way for folks to um, contact you again? Whatever you're comfortable, don't give your cell phone number. More of a, here's a website, go here and you can learn a little bit about whatever you're comfortable to share. Uh, I think it's my website, youfundinvestment.com. Uh, you the letter U and the fund, F-U-N-D, investment without S.com. Um, I have the events menu there, which can dive into my YouTube channel, other places. Hmm. Thank you, Connie. Thank you very much for sharing. It's you. But, oh, one more. But... Uh, but the YouTube is in Chinese, so forget about it. <laughs> I just well, realized. <laughs> I'm sure there's some some folks that are listening to my podcast, maybe that Chinese Americans, so <laughs> they can probably. Uh, but the easiest, way, at least the first point of contact, go to youfundinvestment.com, uh, mm -hmm. and then they can go from there. Oh. Yeah, I'm very honored to be here today. And we've been doing deals for many years. I appreciate the opportunity. And also I appreciate every opportunity we've ever worked together. Thank you, Kanye. I'm honored and humbled.
Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike's slot name. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.